Hey, Sean. Hi, David. You've been to a sporting event, correct? Yes, I've seen my local sports <laughs> team numerous times. Uh, so, do you know how there's always like a few fans that go to see the opposite team, like the the team that nobody really gives a shit about? Yeah, the away team, right? So, I went to a uh, Winnipeg Jets game last week or earlier this week, and uh, so they were playing San Jose, the San Jose Sharks, and there was a few fans who were there to cheer on the sharks. Those exist in Winnipeg. <laughs> wow. We were, we were surprised. So there is this girl who was sitting maybe like one row uh, in front of us, but like the section over. So still fairly close, right? Winnipeg pretty much kicked their ass. It was like six two by the end of the game, but 10 minutes left in the third period. Uh, it was like, Five to two, and this girl nonstop for a like for a good like the whole third period, nonstop pretty much, just kept going, go sharks, go, go sharks, go. Come on, you can do this. You can you could do this. It was to the point where people like in the the audience or in this the stands was like starting to yell at her. But one thing that I had noticed is that Canadian fans are actually as far as I can tell from other games that I've been to are, are a little bit more respectful of uh, people who are annoying in, in the, uh, in the stands. Do you ever, do you ever see this or do yeah, you I, and like the games I, that you've seen? Have you, uh, I mean, I go to Toronto games a lot. So oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, right. It's, like, it's, it's different, a different breed up here, but, but you got to see history. You got to see, the first defenseman since 1992 get 100 points for the San Jose Sharks. Yeah, and one and one of the other guys from uh, Winnipeg pl- was like he played 500 games. Like it was a 500 game milestone uh, in his entire career and stuff like that. Hey, Winnipeg's fighting for their lives. This isn't a hockey podcast. You know what this is? It's what the is next it? Episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. David, how are you? It's a beautiful day here in the uh, the KW area. The sun is shining. It's beautiful. Nice, cool, crisp 24 degrees. Just the way Aprils are supposed to be. David, are you just ignoring me? Is that, what, is that what's happening right now? Oh, I was just muted. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I was, wow. Just, I was just saying uh, it's 16 degrees here um, and and suck it because whatever. You've had summer already. <laughs> it's, it's literally April. But it's it's great. It's nice outside. We're now to the point of the year where like a Call of, uh, Call of Duty season drops and I turn around and I go, wow, I want to be outside. I don't care about anything else. That's true. I, I like I mean, I, this time last year. uh, What were we? We were like, I don't know. You were, your, your basement was still the thawing from all the ice cubes you shipped up there. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, like this time last year, our weather was like we still had a ton of snow. It was cold. I, I think last year we didn't have you had your bachelor party in June and we still had piles of snow on our on our front lawn. So in June. Yeah, you're kidding me. Like it was the beginning of June, right? So it, yeah, it was May and we still had snow. It was a uh, this our summer last year was was short. So we have uh look let's look at the uh, <laughs> this isn't a hockey podcast, but we're we're gonna talk about weather. Nice. Uh the forecast for Kenora is uh is looking pretty good. We got uh some rain coming up uh over the it's supposed to be like ten degrees on the weekend, but we're supposed to get some rain Sunday, Monday, chilly, and then a brisk 14 degrees on Tuesday. <laughs> I'll take it. That's Whatever. not bad at all. I thought I had it on Instagram, but I, I guess I do not. I uh, I thought I had a timestamp because I'm pretty sure it was this weekend last year where uh, we all got our suits done. And I got like, I got day drunk <laughs> at the brewery. On a Saturday, and I got windburn because it wasn't very warm outside. Oh yeah, I remember that's you all I, I really remember. Yeah, but I I don't remember fully what the date was. I thought I had it on Instagram, but I guess the photo has been taken down, or I took it down. One of the two. Yeah, it was too much for Instagram to keep up. Yeah, they were like, "That guy is windburnt." <laughs> we we should just shut they, him down. They have like the if anyone wants to to look at it it's all blurred out and they have to click on it because it's you know has that uh that warning oh i got it april 2nd so a week ago i was in a coat a sweater an extra shirt and i was just drinking away it was fun you know what like if things go well i might actually be able to enjoy the may long weekend i like how you have to like plan six weeks in advance (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah well we have to we have to determine whether or not i can be barbecuing out on my deck or if i have to be uh barbecuing inside with the the doors and the windows open fair, fair. <laughs> hey so, do you know i was gonna say do you know famous tiktoker and youtuber ricky berwick that's the the the, the guy in the guy wheelchair right in the wheelchair yeah yeah he was shooting a lot of content at my place of work <laughs> this week it was wild. And so like, does he live around there? Is that? Yeah, he lives apparently like in the next on the next street type of thing. But uh, he was causing quite the ruckus. So if you know who he is, check out his TikTok. Everybody kind of knows who he is locally. So here's the thing. Like, do if it was other people causing ruckuses in there, I'm pretty sure security would be like, OK, guys, you got to get out of here. But do they just let him cause ruckus because he's handicapped? I think they like from what I understand. Or they they, they know who he is or something like that. So they, they, just, they, like, they just ask him to stop. Okay. But like I was I was like waiting for my lunch one day and I hear this commotion and I could just hear it like the video ripping through the food court. So Yeah. I his stuff shows shows up every so often on you should try and get in one of his videos. Like just, just in the, just like in the background, it? just in the background. <laughs> I mean, like a seat on screen was here. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. 
So, so what? Oh, I was gonna say, was how gonna was say, the game? You know what? The game was fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the weather was it was actually nice, so we didn't have to dress super warm to to get there or anything like that. Um, it was she who shall not be named's first NHL or hockey game, actually. Uh, so it's funny because we were going in there. She's like, "You're gonna have to explain everything to me." I'm like, "No, it's it's pretty straightforward. Like, you'll you'll figure it out." Uh, no, but it was a lot of fun. Um, I I got my hair cut on uh, the Saturday, and the 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 barber was asking me like what we we're doing, and we were saying I was we're going to a Jets game, and then they asked me, "Oh, are they are they going to get into the stand like the playoffs?" And one of the other barbers is like, no, there's no chance that they're going to like blah, 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 whatever. But uh, as of as of earlier this week, they just clutched a spot in for the playoffs. Right. I'm pretty sure the game that you went to clinched them. No, it was the, it was the next one. They needed one point and they got that the next day because we went on Monday. So they got that the next day. But uh, apparently Toronto's in the playoffs, too. Yeah, they've that, been uh, they clinched like three weeks ago. Yeah. So how long is uh, like what round are they? <laughs> Funny. I just got a notification on my phone. Uh, Ricky Berwick just posted uh, <laughs> another video. We'll watch that later. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's it's just kind of funny, like that we we went there. And so far, our uh, success for going to a like a major league sports game and that team that we went to winning by a significant amount we're at a hundred percent rate win rate because uh, a few years ago we went to chicago and saw the cubs play nice and they won like seven to two and so this time it was six to two so we're like oh okay like we're good Next luck game you go so. to is gonna be five to two <laughs> five to two. four to two yeah and then eventually um, it's gonna be reverse and every game we go to they're gonna lose but Quickly on Ricky, neither of us have an issue with Ricky. His content is actually somewhat funny. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's just we we've had run-ins with him, so it's like it's kind of neat. But yeah, uh, it's like one of those things that like you see these things pop up, and then you're like, oh my god, like like I lives down the street from me, kind of thing. <laughs> like oh, I work there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's oh, funny because you sent me a you sent me one of his TikToks, and and uh, you're like, that's my, my the the mall that I work in. I'm like, I thought that looked that food court looked very familiar. There, there's a video of him throwing Mario shells in a Walmart. Really? It's pretty I'll funny. To, yeah. I'll look that up. It's pretty funny. So, yeah. uh, what's on tap? What are you playing? What are you watching? Uh, what are we watching? What are we, what are we playing? Um, you know what? We started watching this show. It's on Netflix. It's called beef. And, uh, it's, you know, like when you got beef with someone, yeah, that kind of. That I usually kind have of chicken. That kind of beef, you know. Uh, it's the guy from what is his name, Glenn or something like that, from uh, Walking Dead. Oh, uh, Stephen Yun. Yeah, him. He he did this and like and wrote and directed it or something like that. It's like a ten episode thing. It's kind of, it's uh, it's interesting. It's this. It starts off with this guy. He uh, is in a parking lot. He gets cut off by someone and then chases them down. And then it's just this ongoing drama between them trying to like get back at each other but everyone each person's lives is just like falling apart it's it's interesting interesting uh, it's enough interesting enough for us to keep watching it you know what i mean it's it's not like a typical like 
a show where it, I don't know. It's hard to explain because it's not super gripping, but there's always something that happens in this, the episode that just like adds on and you're like, okay, I got to see how this plays out. Right. Yeah. And the humor and it's kind of drier humor. Like it's not outwardly like comical, like a typical comedy kind of what's it called? Like, um, like a dry black, humor, like not dry humor, but like what's like, like a black comedy kind of thing. Is that what they're yeah. called? Yeah. It's, it's more like that. So we've been watching that. Um, what else? I started watching uh, again, how it's made on, uh, <laughs> it's on Tubi, <laughs> like the old, that was like on TVO and stuff like that. That's uh, on. And do you have a Samsung TV? I can't remember. Uh, no, I don't. So we discovered the Samsung TV plus channel. So if you go to the really? menu, there's like a free Samsung channel. Okay. I think your phone will have it equipped in it too. Oh yeah. 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 I, yeah. I have that on my phone. It has 24 hour channels of something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we're really bored, we watch supermarket sweep and cry at the prices of food. It's so really? great. Yeah. It's uh, like an, they have an the early red 90 show. The red green channel. Yep. Where it's just all the red green show. There's a there's a Top Gear 24/7 channel too which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, other than that, uh what have you been up to? What have you been I haven't really been playing a whole lot of I lot played of stuff, so. like 5 hours of Jedi Fallen Order the other night. Oh yeah. <laughs> I played that on the weekend too because I I'm in the final chapter, so like I'm at like 68% completion, so I know you complete the story, you get up to like 75 and then it's all the collectibles and shit. Oh, uh, no, I'm I'm on the last chapter and I'm 75 percent. But maybe it's because I have more collectibles than you. I don't know. Maybe because like I'm flying to the final planet or no, I've I've just started the final planet. OK, like I'm on my way there. So for for our listeners, so Sean and I, we talked about this uh, last week is uh, the new Jedi. I guess what is it called? Jedi Survivor. But the new game comes out end of April and we were both wondering how far we had gotten into the game. So Sean sent me a picture of his save file and it was, what was it, like 60%? 54, 56. I wasn't like fully done. Yeah. So then uh, I was like, okay, I'll check. And I was at like 60%. We were both pretty much in the exact same spot. Um, so yeah, I played I played that finished Dothamir. That boss battle with that stupid fucking bat thing. Oh, that was so easy. Piss me off. But you know why? Because did you lock onto the body? Did you use the auto tracking stuff? No, I turned that off. See, that was my problem because it slows down your your ability to aim at like certain things. And if but you attack it definitely the body. helps you evade. Yeah. So it took me probably about like six or seven tries to beat that guy. And I was I was getting frustrated. But Dothmir is just annoying. That, yeah, that so you entire... have to do that, and then you have to climb back up the mountain. Yeah. Just to go back and like have the weird dreams in the Jedi Temple. And then you have to fight the Jedi or the the other Jedi. And then Yeah. So I think uh my goal is to finish that game this upcoming weekend. So that yes. maybe I can justify buying uh Jedi Survivor. When it comes did out, you, did you have to have you completed the Jedi Temple then where it's all frozen? Yes. Yeah. 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 I fell down and couldn't figure out how to get back up to the first light for probably 20 minutes. Oh, that first. Yeah, that was annoying that uh, it, it's interesting. It's funny, though, because well, not really funny. It's sad. I'm sad for you 
because <laughs> you haven't watched Clone Wars enough to really <laughs> get the a lot of the references for those areas and stuff like that for especially for Dothamir and uh the the uh Jedi I don't know the the Kyber crystal caves I guess that's what they are but that like the training area because there's a lot of references to Clone Wars and like that stuff and that's where some of that lore came from but uh what color did you pick I think uh yellow I picked the light purple one Oh, I don't yeah, know like why. The pink I just yeah, I thought about going with that one, but I'm like, I've always liked yellow, like the yellow lightsabers. So, yeah, I should have the game done by this weekend. Yeah, that's the that's the goal. And um, oh yeah, last weekend for any any of our listeners that remembered, I did, or if you saw on our uh, Instagram, I did do some open heart surgery on my Steam Deck. It was a success. It was a it was a great success. Um, So now I have a one terabyte SSD installed in my Steam Deck and a one terabyte uh, micro SD card. So I'm golden. I am golden for quite some time on that. So it's actually a lot easier than I than I thought it was going to be. Like I watched a bunch of videos and discussions of people kind of messing things up or like stressing out about it. It literally took me. 15 minutes. Oh, congratulations on that. Good for you. Thank you. Job Thank well you. done, David. Thanks. Yeah, uh, we, we missed a little piece of news last week. Not a huge, huge thing, but kind of huge for us in the gaming world. Jay Bartlett is doing another quest video and he posted it on April Fool's Day. It's a Nintendo 64 quest. And I have gotten confirmation from the man himself that he is, in fact, doing it. Uh, we exchanged some messages the other day. He said he's really excited to do it. So. I'm looking really forward to that, especially because my childhood was really like my formidable gaming years were on the 64. So I'm really excited mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. And that, that one will definitely be really interesting to see uh, how, how that one comes about. But I always thought that the N64 had like thousands of games. Well, I think he, I think the thing he's doing and I, I might be wrong, but I, I think I read it in the post. He's only doing North American titles. Okay. So complete N64. How many US N64? 388 licensed releases. He could do it. Okay, yeah, that's not not too bad. Wonder uh, what the most expensive one is. Because like there's a lot that he's gonna get for like no money. Yeah. Most expensive N64 games, the rarest. It's not gonna be a title like Zelda or anything. Orcring of Time, 3577. There's got to be something like there's got to be like a rare grail, something hard to find. Yeah, I don't know. That's what like, why would he do a challenge for for something easy to find? Conquers bad for a day. Clay fighters. Dude, we almost bought a copy of Clay Fighter for like 20 bucks. Clay fighters, sculptors cut. Whatever that is. Uh, that's going for l- the current loose price average loose price on uh price charting is $1,344. There it is. Complete price 5,000. New 15,000. Holy shit. Well, it's not like he's buying stadium sports, but he's going to have to find a complete Hey You Pikachu. Right? Like mm-hmm. you can't just buy the game without the peripheral. Mhm. 1080 snowboarding is worth 170 on the open market. Yeah, like He's he's definitely has to have some sort of investors in this because 
uh, some of these games are, are. Or he just took all his regular. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Anyways, what's on the uh, what's on the uh, topic list for today? Well, we've got some Nintendo news. We've got some Mario news, which we will talk about at the end of the podcast uh, to save your sensitive ears. Uh, we have some HBO news. We have some Star Wars news. So we have lots and lots of news. David's Interesting. favorite, right? Um, I'm also just going to bear with me for one second while we start our first topic on Nintendo. Uh, after Nintendo, I will give you the topics for TWB Trivia, which is not going to be hosted by me this week. It's going to be hosted by my good friend, Sam, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Why aren't you hosting it? Because I am in a way for a work thing. Oh. Yeah. It's okay. We'll do fine. She's going to rock it. I know it. So hopefully Nintendo has said, screw <laughs> you, E3, and they are hosting their own convention in Seattle in September. Yeah. So this is like they're calling it a Nintendo Day, right? That should have been March 10th, but go on. No, that's what they're. Why? OK, hold on. Where did it go? Cottonajo. Do 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 do. Sorry. The website uh, changed. It's it was further down. But it's it's like a, a weekend event called Nintendo Fest or Nintendo Day. I'm not really sold that it's a great idea. Oh, like, there we are. All. Nintendo Live 2023 in Seattle. Uh, OK, well, here's here's the official from the official Nintendo website. Nintendo announces Nintendo Live 2023, an event for everyone that celebrates Nintendo fun in Seattle. <laughs> The in-person experience will take place in Seattle in September. After initially debuting in Japan, a Nintendo Live event is coming to the U.S. Uh, Nintendo Live 2023 is a new way to experience the games and worlds of Nintendo with fun gameplay, live stage performances, exciting gaming tournaments, memorable photo ops, and more. Um, why? Like, what? What do your? What's your problem with this? Why not have one in every major country? Why well, Seattle? Isn't that where the headquarters of Nintendo is? Like Nintendo of America? Uh, maybe. That would make some sense. Is hey, Reggie like going to be there? If Reggie's not going to be there, I'm not going. Just so we know. Why would he be there? He doesn't work for Nintendo anymore. I need him to be there. Uh, Nintendo of America. That's not a... Nintendo of America. Oh, it's in Washington? Well, I don't know. Maybe they just had a discount. Like they had a coupon that they could use that a uh, convention center or something like that. Cause we all know how Nintendo loves sales, right? Um, I think this is the next step in a lot of, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Sony and Microsoft does something like this in the future. Start well, having Microsoft like, will probably do one when they win the activation thing called down with Sony fest. It's a one night event. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> uh but think about it though e3 and a lot of these other conferences and stuff like that uh like game developers conference and tokyo game show and comic-con like yes they're open to the public e3 for the longest time wasn't but um they have to share the spotlight with a lot of other developers and companies and stuff like that so what better way to you know show off everything get real world 
responses from like the gamers and and the general populace than having your own like conference kind of thing right okay so i will challenge you with this question if this is the case why can't you do it in why can't you make it like a nintendo roadshow like a nintendo roadshow coming to a city near you and hit major cities well it depends on how big it is right like is this if this is going to be uh if this is going to be a a major event right something that is going to i don't know like be large like a potential like comic-con or uh the gdc or something like that maybe not to the extent of those but if it's going to be a large event like that then obviously they wouldn't be able to do a a road show so to speak because it's going to cost way too much money um they wouldn't be able to necessarily like if they were to run into issues with transportation of games and all that stuff i i think the main thing is just cost right like they're going to put as much money as they can into one big presentation one big event and you might lose a bunch of the i don't know the experience by putting it into a smaller thing and then having them move it across the country into different different areas now i could see them doing something like a, a like a test market right now where maybe this is the first first one because what was it uh it, it debuted in japan i don't know when they did that maybe last year i don't know um they debuted it in japan and this might just be like a test market for north america yeah um, but knowing Nintendo, it's going to be probably a pretty big success. But who knows? So correct me if I'm wrong, because I honestly don't remember. Did you come with me to the Nintendo thing? I know we talked about Microsoft last week, but did you come to that one like downtown Toronto in the office building? No, I was not uh, not able to go to that one. So we explored. See, I, I don't remember a lot of that day. I remember playing games like... Uh, smash brothers on the new wii u adapter there was a bunch of pokemon games that we were trying there was a bunch of like cool stuff that we got to do but Mm -hmm. it was like a closed event and i think they should do media stuff at least all over the place like do one in toronto do one in montreal do one in in vancouver maybe pick boston los angeles seattle i mean like i wouldn't be surprised if the if the response is positive enough and it's uh ends up being uh, a financial success for Nintendo for this. I could see them expanding it to different cities. Yeah. Why not? Right. Like I think it would be, it would be tough for Nintendo to do anything like this in the future. If they say were to do this big thing and had it over multiple cities and it failed in a few, right because they've invested all this money if they're not getting the return like they have to have a minimum return on investment in each city that they do this right so my guess right now is like i said uh seattle's probably just a test city for this and i could see them doing it to different sounds in different cities next year they should have done one near universal studios like orlando right because they already have yeah. Super nintendo world where is seattle Washington state. 
so like yeah that's right i know um but it's like right on the coast yeah that's true i was gonna say it's not really it's not really in a area that is that's close well i guess it's it's close to vancouver kind of but yeah Yeah, you'd think that it would be maybe you think it would be somewhere in like new york state like in buffalo or in i don't know vermont well the running joke in baseball is if the blue jays go to seattle it's a blue jays home game because everybody from vancouver drives down oh that's true yeah so hopefully it works out why is it called the seattle space needle because it looks like a needle but and it points upwards like it doesn't make any sense why is water called water people name things all the time why are you called david because uh, my parents kind of gave up on names, and that's the one that the dart <laughs> landed on. <laughs> and it missed the board. They're like, I missed it's the board. David. God damn it. Yeah. All right. What is next? Ooh. Okay. I'm going to talk about David's two favorite topics. Harry Potter and Star Wars Ray Squ- <laughs> Skywalker editions. Oh, my God. So in the past few days, we've received news that a Harry Potter reboot is happening on HBO which is going to be a series of sorts. Like it's, talk- it is, it is actually happening. Yeah. HBO okay. released like a little teaser for it today. Okay. Cool. Yesterday. Um, here's where I stand right now. Not interested. I'm not like a, I have to watch Harry Potter, but the fact that they're letting JK Rowling be an ex- executive producer on it kind of diminishes the purpose of everything that Avalanche studios just went through with Hogwarts legacy. Now, but, is she actually an executive producer or is it, is it just the title? It could you know, be just like, the how, title. You know how many executive producers are on shows and movies and it's literally they do nothing like they showed up on set like once or twice. Yeah. I'm the executive producer of this show. Yeah. <laughs> JK Rowling to serve as an executive producer for the new Harry Potter HBO series. Okay. All right. I mean, they're going to have to pay her anyway, so they might as well put her uh her name on it now is it going to be like a reboot of harry potter harry potter or is it going to be like just characters in the same universe so apparently it's going to be a reboot Uh, apparently the kid who played or tom felling or yeah the guy who played um draco malfoy is going to play his father yeah so sounds like it's going to be a full reboot what do you mean? So the guy who plays Draco Malfoy is playing Draco Malfoy's father now? Yes. Because he's just him, but older? Th- that's the word. Weird. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I can see why you did, like, you could advance the, sh- the series yeah. and have it about their kids. Yeah, why not? Right? Like, it. <sighs> Here's the thing you make it sound like I absolutely hate Harry Potter, and I would, uh, like, we have tape to prove it. I never said that I hate Harry Potter. I just said that I don't care about Harry Potter. Computer? I've had no, I've had Computer, no are you listening? <laughs> Please recall episode whatever of Three Men and a Meeple where we talk about Harry Potter Clue. I couldn't find it. <laughs> but you do. You talk so much smack about it. It's crazy. Now, here's the thing. 
And this is what I really want to ask people on the internet, which is a dangerous thing to do. Yeah, you're opening up a whole can of worms there. Guys, it's been like 12 hours since this announcement. Why have I not seen the outrage that I saw for Hogwarts Legacy? Well, here's because the thing. Because, I haven't because heard your favorite anything. characters are coming back? You're the one that's told, like, I didn't even know about this until you told me. Yes, but the internet knows everything so fast. Hell, last weekend, Taylor Swift and her boyfriend broke up, and that's all TikTok was for 12 hours. Really? Oh, but you know what that means, though. We're going to get another... <laughs> uh, breakup album. Another breakup album, yeah. Um. Okay, so I'm... I would give it a shot. Like I would watch it just to kind of see what it's like. If it's, if the production quality is there and it looks good, why not? Like, um, I don't know. Like if there's nothing else to watch at the time, sure. Maybe I could get into it. Maybe I could at least enjoy it at face value, but Harry Potter has never been something that I just have to, like I, I search out. You know, I, I just, I don't think I've actively wanted to like, you know, I'm feeling slow today. So I'm going to watch the Goblet of Fire. It's not, maybe it's just not for me, but like, I just, I genuinely hope that the people who outraged for the game have like either continue their stance or they've acknowledged and they've moved on. I think there's going to be boycotts regardless of what happens. Mm Mm-hmm. It sucks that she's involved. Guys, I'm sorry. It sucks she's involved. But at the end of the day, she's the one that created the universe, right? She created the characters. She owns it all. So uh, my guess, though, is that they've just put her name on as executive producer just so that she her name is associated with it. Right. Um, But what's worse news, actually? is what was announced at Star Wars Celebration. It turns out that there's uh, some upcoming movies that are planned, and probably the most upsetting one is that Disney has decided to not retcon the sequel trilogy. In fact, they are doubling down and releasing another sequel movie with Ray. Palpatine Skywalker rebuilding the Jedi Order. And, and, and <laughs> the fans want more. Who no, do they want back? Well, they you want know what? John Boyega. Yeah, Finn. but that's never going to happen. They did him so dirty with the series. You know, I remember that the trailers for uh, The Force Awakens. And we knew he was a stormtrooper and they showed all this stuff with him with the lightsabers and everything like that. That would have been a cool story, a cool character arc, like a stormtrooper turned Jedi. Right. But really they just made his character like a coward and he would just kept trying to run away from everything. Right. What was, what was the girl that they made his love interest when Ray was no longer an option? Rose. Yeah. Rose. Yeah. She sexually assaulted him on screen and like everyone thought that it was, cute because she's like in love with him or something like that (laughs) and like they barely used both of them in the second movie both of them yeah because everyone ripped she got the jar jar binks uh treatment and everyone hated her character so like people (laughs) he got the jake lloyd yeah so here's the thing with uh with john boyega i would love if if they were to do a series with him 
and kind of and and change his character and and but they couldn't ultimately they couldn't because they've ruined the character to begin with like they made him a coward and he's obviously not force sensitive at all um any any potential with that story arc of like a stormtrooper turning to something way better uh just kind of there's nowhere that they can go with that but he is uh, force sensitive no he isn't is he not? no he's not finn formerly designated as fn2187 or 87 was a force sensitive human male stormtrooper who served the first order yeah they, but they didn't really do anything with him right like hey, they didn't star wars fandom has it as this force sensitive person yeah everyone's force sensitive apparently yeah no i don't listen to any of that stuff uh, so the story apparently is going to uh, of one of these new movies is going to uh, revolve around Ray rebuilding the Jedi Order, which I... it's disappointing because essentially what what Nintendo did, what what Disney did with the sequel trilogy is took all of the heroes from episode one through episode six everything that happened and made it mean absolutely nothing right luke didn't defeat vader and bring balance to the force uh vader didn't defeat palpatine han solo didn't uh change his smuggler ways and and stick and you know go to live a happy life with leia you know, all of this, these things that they they fought and and sacrificed for meant nothing, right? Uh, apparently, Luke can't e- recreate the Jedi Order because he gets he's, he sees someone that gets him upset and then he tries to kill children, right? And now we have just like his dad, <laughs> just like his dad, yeah. You know, and now we have correct. now we have a character who, you know, it would have been better if they kept Ray and this can be a a very long rant, but it would have been better if they kept Ray a nobody to kind of show that you don't have to have, you know, you don't have to be of a bloodline uh, of a famous bloodline to, to be significant. Right. So if they kept her as a nobody and, and a force sensitive user and, and learned that way, that would have been cool. But, you know, we learned that she's a Palpatine's daughter because apparently he fell in love with someone that's weird. Um, And then, she takes randomly says that she's a Skywalker and they just run with it. And now it's on her to rebuild the Jedi order, but she knows nothing of it. Right. Like it just doesn't make much sense at all. And I think they're just trying to, uh, they're trying to do something like if they have a coherent story and, and a plan, then it might be okay, but not like what they did with the, the sequel trilogy. I think she'll last all three movies. I don't However, know. I don't know if it's going to be three movies or if it's just one movie. I think Grogu will also be in these movies. Oh, I'm sure of it. Jack Grogu of the Mandalorian. So they also announced uh, Dave Fellini is going to be uh, directing a feature length film. Which is going to be about Grogu and the Mandalorians, which is going to actually connect somehow the Mandalorian TV show to the like cinematic universe. Um, Fellini needs three more seasons. He said to get this done. Right. So something like that. Yeah. 
So there, there's a bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah. And they announced a new uh, season of Star Wars Visions. Yay. I never watched the first one. You didn't? No. Uh, How is this a surprise to you? Star Wars thought, cartoons aren't my jam. They're not cartoons, though. They're stories. They're stories <laughs> that are drawn in pencil and marker. Did you? Uh, there are some 3D animated ones. Uh, did you ever watch Wallace and Gromit? Yes. Okay. There's a claymation so one. There's a by the same studio, so <laughs> they kind of have the the style of like the Wallace and Gromit characters. So, Sorry. sidebar. I'm not a huge anime person. The fact that I watched all eight episodes of Invincible was a lot for me. The last cartoon I think I watched in full was Pokemon. I don't watch cartoons. I'll watch animated movies. I'll watch Family Guy, The Simpsons. But I don't like I have a hard time paying attention to Clone Wars because it's just not. But it's 3D animated. Yeah, but it's still like an animated TV series. I don't know. You know, you keep making excuses for not watching Clone Wars, but it's, you know, you're just you're just hurting yourself by not no, watching. No, I'm hurting it. not. I'm I'm hurting <laughs> no one. So, so uh I think though ultimately we've talked about this before in in past episodes where we we've thought the plan with Mandalorian is to just somehow connect all of like that stuff and justify the whole like Palpatine cloning Snoke's bullshit stuff from from the sequels um and and that's pretty much it now something that did come up in regarding mandalorian we talked about this last episode and how how uh pedro pascal is no longer apparently the mandalorian right yeah he's one of three so here's the thing so there was uh an interview with i don't know if it was dave fellini or if it was john favreau one of them, though, had said the Mandalorian, the title can really be about any of the Mandalorians. That's how they're they're playing it off. So in season one and two, the Mandalorian that of the, the, the title character was Din Djarin, right? And his adventures with Grogu and, and all that stuff. But this season, it's following not it, it, and it's true. It's following less of. Din Jardin and more of Bo-Katan and the greater Mandalorian populace, right? So name the show but, Krees. But they're but they're saying that the Mandalorian in season three is Bo-Katan. No, so, that's bullshit. No, that's their, at, that's, look, that's look. their way of that's their way of kind of justifying it. No, trying to they, justify it. Yeah. They have three people wearing the costume. That's all that it is. I still have the problem with their hair looking perfect when they take their helmets off. Well, how do you know? Because they don't take their heads off. Just spoken down. <laughs> well, there's uh, two different clans of, uh, or, or, or I guess, yeah, two different clans of uh, Mandalorians. Some that live by the Kree that never take their helmets off and other ones that do. Can we talk about how lame that fight was? Which one? The one between uh, Bo-Katan and uh, her her deputy that took over. Oh, yeah. What about in, the, it? in the weirdest episode of The Mandalorian yet with Jack Black and Lizzo <laughs> and Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Right. They put all all three of those and and Lizzo is terrible at acting and she had the most lines. Yeah. They used Jack Black solely because Disney knew that Mario is releasing in the same week. Oh, yeah. 100 percent. 100 percent. 
but his character wasn't horrible. Like it, he played it, it played off well. Um, what did you think of that episode, though? We're gonna we're gonna talk about that a little, little bit. I thought it was okay. I thought the fetch quest was kind of boring. I thought looking for rogue robots was kind of stupid. Like Din Djarin was very out of character, just kicking robots. Like he, he's lost his patience and his like touch. Mm-hmm. I, I also think he's starting to get suspicious of things going on, but like he's also so blindly following the armor that he just, he wants to do what's right for his Kree. I have an observation about the Mandalorian though. When did the Mandalorian become this generation's Seinfeld or friends? If you're somebody, you you're on the Mandalorian now. Why? What, I, what do this you mean? Show, like, okay, so the first two seasons of the Mandalorian, who is the biggest guest star? Timothy Oliphant? Who's Timothy Elephant? Oliphant. He was the, Who? oh my God, I can't think of his name. He got shot by Bad Kane. Oh, that's his name. Yeah. I call him Kmart uh, other guy. <laughs> Anyways. But him. <laughs> Was he the biggest guest star that the show had? Wait, was he in Mandalorian? Or was he in uh, Book of Boba Fett? He was in the. He was in a season of The Mandalorian when they fight the. Oh yeah, because he was gets it like a Sarlacc or something. They yeah, fight some big true. monster, and then there's the Boba Fett episode where Boba Fett's also there. Yeah. Uh, and then season one was uh, what's his name, the comedian guy. Um, oh, Jimmy Carr, not no, Jimmy Carr, not Jimmy Carr. Uh, the ball guy who chirped Star Wars and then was in it. I can't remember his name. Oh, oh my God. Anyways, uh, they're, they're using like, I don't know. What's your, Bill Burr. what's your Bill Burr? Yeah. But got it before I Googled it. Nailed it. What's your, what's your problem though? I'm, I'm, I don't think they need the star power to get the show going. I do believe that the Mandalorian has lost hype. People seem less happy with the show than they have been originally. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you don't air something for almost two years. Mm-hmm. The same thing happened with Stranger Things. Yeah. I I'm think just worried that they're like they're crutching themselves. Every episode has to have like a heavy guest star. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, uh, I will always be one episode ahead of you unless by chance you end up watching it on a Wednesday or we record um, on a Thursday. Yeah. Um, I can, that episode was very guest star heavy and they didn't really add anything to it. And I think it was just kind of like to show them off just so they can be in there. Um, the whole fetch quest kind of thing was, it was interesting. It was like a, more of a, um, like a detective kind of story. Uh, the whole, robots wanting to live to serve people was kind of weird. It kind of reminded me of um, the, in the solo movie, how they made uh, um, what's his name? Lando Calrissian's robot, like the robot uprising. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that, that kind of gave those weird vibes, but um, the next episode changes drastically like the mood changes drastically and it, it ends on a pretty i want to say a pretty heavy cliffhanger um but again it's all everything is connecting to this like trying to justify the sequel trilogy i don't know i'm just like i'm not getting tired of it because i love the mandalorian 
I am like a Grogu fan. I'm literally drinking out of a shaker cup that says this is the way. I love the show. I, as a fan, feel ripped off because I'm doing the Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> like the whistle snap. Yeah. The whistle snap. Yeah. Like, was I ecstatic when Tim Meadows showed up on the screen? Yes, absolutely. But was it needed? Like, Carl Weathers has been in the series this entire time. But, like, they're like, oh, you know what? We got to talk about how Cara Dune's no longer going to be in the show. And we're going to bridge that by having a grief Karga episode. Well, see, Carl Weathers, though, was... But he's also a director, right? So he kind of came on as uh as as a director for that for it but then also was was in on it right like just like what's her name um what's i forget her name now who who uh the girl director but she was also in it oh bryce dallas howard bryce dallas howard right she directed stuff and she's in it right um, I think that's a very common thing nowadays that the director or someone directing is going to be an actor in, in their own thing. Right. I think Carl Weathers isn't, he isn't as well known as um, Jack Black or Christopher Lloyd. Right. So his character the the inclusion of him was like oh cool like i know him or like people who did know him from you know movies like terminator or not terminator um predator and uh rocky you know knew him from that but with jack black in that episode everyone knows who jack black is and and uh it just felt kind of forced it yeah it it was not uh it was not super i don't know it didn't have that excitement of when we see a new character in uh an episode right like that is called cross promoting though that's all that is Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah I i like i have lots of nice things to say about the series don't get me wrong but i'm also kind of bored like it doesn't feel like it just I was excited last season, right? I was mm-hmm. excited in the Mando mix where you got like the remix episodes. Those were fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I think the yeah, problem is, is that right at this point now, there's no, we know that nothing's going to happen to Grogu. We know that nothing bad is going to happen to Din Jardin, right? Like we, we know that these main characters are going to survive whatever's thrown at them because it's, they're not going to kill them off. Right. Well, we don't know that about Din per se. I think, though, if they were to kill him off, it would severely affect the show and their ratings and everything like that. Because, yes, even though he's not, so to speak, a main character anymore, like a, a driving, a, a, um, a story driving character, he is still the face of the series. The Mandalorian feels like the A-Team right now. Hot take 101. Mm. (laughs) The Mandalorian is now the A-Team, where the Mandalorian and Grogu and the little R5, if it decides to show up, and the N1 Star Chaser, they just go, Star Cruiser, they just go, they just go, 
and they appear at whatever the conflict is. And then they help the people and then they leave. And Mando goes, I love it when a plan comes together. And he smokes his stogie and then they fly off to the next planet. The show is becoming repetitively the same. Well, episode every season, episode. Season one was like that a lot too, right? Like yeah, he, but season one, there was nothing there. You had to build all these relationships. He had to go meet Kara Dune. He mm-hmm. had to figure out what was going on. He had to deal with Grief Karga. He had to have a conflict with Moff Gideon at the beginning of, or like in the middle of the season. Remember? Yeah, yeah, that's true. So he had to have all those things. The second season. It ended on this incredibly high note. Luke Skywalker comes in, saves the day. Season three remix, they introduce a bunch of shit. Like you already had a look at Boba Fett, which was a kind of a gimmicky episode anyways with Fennec and him. Mm -hmm. But he wasn't doing a lot like fetch quests were taking like two episodes to deal with. He wasn't just getting a resolution. I'm sitting through episodes now being like, wow. They're halfway done. Like, I can feel when the halfway point of the show is. You just know. And that's not necessarily a good thing for the dynamic of the show anymore. Yeah, They've that's, fix that's it. true. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, a big problem is that they they had two years between season two and three. Right. You so come up with a new formula in two years. Right. Like, so they had all this time to to really flesh out the story a little bit. And and don't get me wrong, the story is slowly coming together, but it's it's very slowly coming together. You, you can't do that in a third season of a multi-million dollar show. Uh, like a billion dollar show, yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, let me ask you one more question before we move on to the final topic. Aside from being adorable and doing flips, what has Grogu done all year, all season? Uh, the only thing that he has done significantly is went and got Bo-Katan when, uh, when uh, Din Jardin was captured by the weird robot spider thing. There is a really funny video clip of I need a hero playing over top of that. And that's great. <laughs> that's funny. I think, though, that they need to if, if they want to keep the popularity of the Mandalorian going, they cannot release season four more than a year after the end of season three. Yeah. Or my little Grogu will go in the garbage. And <laughs> he hangs out on my desk. He's waving at David right now. Yes. God, uh, my, what a great my, toy. It is. It's such a good, it's, it's a, such a good one. He has no feet though. But that He's makes feetless. it also like means that you have to carry him around. Like he, yeah, man, like the detail in this toy. And I got it for like nothing. And now it's worth so much money. But I took it out of the box because I love it. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird collectible that I hope to have forever, I guess. Yeah. Um, Speaking okay. of things that are worth so much money. Before we hit spoilers, here are your 90s trivia oh, yeah. topics for TWB hosted by Sam. We have TV theme songs. We have a general 90s trivia round and there's two rounds for that tv music and movies are all on the table we have 90s movies as a question and answer round and we have a music category which is artist name of song and year of release the great news for that one guys is there shouldn't be an over under because there's only 10 years it could have come out of happy trivia i will be back the following week on may 3rd for star wars trivia that's gonna be great yeah Okay. Three loads of fun. Spoiler alert. Do you have a siren or something yet? 
Um, I ha don't. <laughs> oh. He needs some milk. I have. Okay, those uh, are our spoiler sounds. I have this one. Question number one. Super Mario came out a week and a half ago. You've seen it. I've seen it. We clowned on it. The success of this movie already is troublesome for Disney. Troublesome. This movie, if you can turn your brain off, is great. It is a child's movie. Yes, 100%. And critics know nothing. Listen to people like us who have a podcast and Grogu dolls and Stormtrooper helmets and untitled geese on our shelves. The real fans of these products. Here is our thoughts. David. It was was okay. You gave it like a, (laughs) a three and a half. I, I'm like I'm teetering like three and a half just to like three point seven five. Now the reason being okay, I want to preface this and, and in in our chat you literally your rebuttal to my my complaint was it's a children's movie. Um, yeah. I'm How's not wrong? I'm not saying that the movie itself is bad. The movie and the story and everything that happened in it and all of the stuff that's in the background, the Easter eggs, the everything was great. I enjoyed the movie. What I did not enjoy and could not get past is Charlie Day, Chris Pratt, uh, and Seth Rogen and you movied put- wrong. You movied wrong, dude. Charlie Day was actually great. So here's the thing, though. I have watched multiple times every season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I could say the same thing about Parks and Recreation. Go on. Uh, so I, when I hear Charlie Day, I just see and hear charlie from it's always sunny he's got such a very unique voice that everyone knows that it's charlie day but it just was charlie day and i'm gonna i'm gonna go back to the lego movie for a second because people brought up charlie day and and both chris pratt voicing uh in those and those movies were a great hit but here's the thing though those were characters that were new Nobody knew what they sounded like or had an expectation of what they sounded like. So we could get lost in those characters in Emmett or Spaceship Guy. Benny. Benny. And that was the that was the voice of them. So it worked. Whereas with Luigi and Mario and Donkey Kong and hell, even Cranky Kong, that one really annoyed me. Uh, (laughs) They are... The 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 way that I am viewing it, the way that I see it is I am just hearing the actor, not the character. So, it, you know, there are some moments with Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong that I felt worked. And then we did the then he had to put in they had to put in his Seth Rogen classic laugh. 
which just kind of was like, oh my god, they put that in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, they. I feel like with Donkey Kong, they kind of it kind of came off more of like a teenager, right? Which worked a little bit. I thought that was okay. Um, but again, a lot of the times with well. Do you remember back when this all kind of came to light and Chris Pratt said that he was going to do his own take on Mario and all that stuff? Yeah, he didn't. He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything differently. I thought they did a really good job, though, like playing with that. Like when they when they air the Super Mario Bros. commercial inside the Mm -hmm. movie. Yes. And they like do a completely different accent. And they're like, oh, we were trying to be a little bit more Italian, but you got to be more Brooklyn. And then they did Charles Marionette very dirty at the same time because he's playing an arcade game right beside them. Mm -hmm. Going like, wahoo! Yeah. You know, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was was good. But there was... Who played Cranky Kong? Uh, Fred Armisen. Uh, Yeah, that's right. Here's my problem with Cranky Kong. Is he is supposed to be an old... Uh, like an old grumpy gorilla monkey, right? Yeah. And yet he sounded like a young, I don't know, hip gangster monkey. He was. He was a gangster monkey. But it didn't fit. It didn't fit his character, right? Like he wasn't the cranky Kong that you would expect from that. Like we saw in the games. So here's the thing about Donkey Kong. For those who remember, there was a little French show that was dubbed over called Donkey Kong on Teletoon when we were kids. And it was 3D animated and it was great. And those are the voices that like I kind of still remember in my head for what those like they should have sounded like. But Donkey Kong. Never in our games have we ever heard the voice we've heard him always go like the the gorilla sound right Mm -hmm. yeah mario luigi we've heard them say like luigi mario Mm -hmm. peach we've barely heard anything and i thought annie uh taylor joy was unreal and i thought it worked really well too yeah she was perfect so was michael keegan key as toad i thought toad was phenomenal i'd say out of all of the characters jack black killed it well, not clowning Jack Black, but I like out of all of the the other main characters, um, Michael Keegan Key or whatever, Keegan Michael uh, Key, Keegan Michael Key was was perfect. Really and built off that Toad kind of idea. Most underrated character in that whole movie is the guy who played Kamek, the little Who's... wizard. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> so good like that was kevin richardson yeah they kind of came off like the evil wizard guy right like yeah yeah he was the bad guy in so many games yeah it kind of came off with uh like the german type like the germany accent which was which was great um now everyone has been talking about uh the peaches song yes um so i thought jack black did a perfect job at playing bowser uh he really like kind of embraced the part and you had to really kind of try to understand like realize that it's jack black right um it sounded a little bit like him but at the same time it was a different character except for when he sang that song 
then it just turned into Jack Black's Jack Black singing. Oh, it was it was a Tenacious D concert. Yeah, which again that kind of took it a it it took me out of the experience a little bit. You movied wrong, dude. I don't know. I don't know what happened, but like you had to just clear your mind and watch the movie. I honestly noticed Chris Pratt's voice like twice. It was just so different and so refreshing to honestly. I love the references. I caught myself looking a lot Mm -hmm. around the screen, like the Diddy and Trixie Kong like comments. Yeah. Yeah. Like why weren't they involved more? The Mario Kart scene was incredible. I did kind of feel ripped off because they literally showed us the first three minutes of the movie six months ago. Yeah, that's we true. saw that trailer forever ago, and that was literally just the beginning of the movie. Yeah, that kind of sucked. That now, little Luma star was crazy, funny, adorable. <laughs> yeah. Now, did you notice the one thing that they did take out of the movie that was in the trailer? Um, maybe. And no. I think I think it was due to some of the significant backlash when Mario first goes into gets into the Mushroom Kingdom. And then Toad's taking him on and he says, Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. In oh, that, trailer. I, that was just, I think, voiced over. I don't think that was actually ever in the movie. Right. But well, we don't we will never know that. Right. But yeah. that's not in there. And that, that's very common. I know. Like if you look at the Rogue One trailer, it most of that stuff's not even in the movie. But uh, I, I did notice that because that seemed kind of really out of place with how the movie was progressing, you know, at that point. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting. Like it was kind of a, a, an interesting take on like the origin story of the Mario brothers. Right. Yeah, like, it kind of crossed over a few paths. Like I'm glad it didn't go full odyssey, but like also white coat Bowser was odyssey and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. So, like, and like, I, I liked how it kind of played on the whole, like, this is why Bowser's trying to kidnap, Daisy or uh, Princess Peach and all that stuff. Did you see the Daisy reference in there? Yeah. The the newscaster. Yeah. And I want to know how they're going to implement it in movie two or three, which have have already been teased because Illumination has done what every other stupid company has done and goes, we're releasing a new movie. We're going to make two or three. And then all their actors are like, yeah, I can't wait to do a sequel. Seth Rogen's out here being like, I hated the original Mario brothers. By the way, we're making a Donkey Kong movie. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, like they want to see uh, uh, what's his name? Charlie Day wants to do a uh, Luigi's Mansion movie. But I did you did you ever play Luigi's Mansion? Uh, not in its entirety, but you that was my GameCube like, days. Yeah, yeah, but like uh, I I really enjoyed the Luigi's Mansion references in that with him like being scared and walking around with the uh, the flashlight and all that. So there's a ton of stuff in there from a lot of the games. Um, the sounds. W- yeah, I wish that there was a little bit more. Like they did reference Super Mario Galaxy a little bit and the Luma's in there as well. But um, probably one of the, 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 I don't know, most enjoyable parts for in regards to like kind of like music and and connecting all of those other universes uh is actually in the end credits the the music that they have like at the the beginning of the end end credits just kind of goes 
and it's full orchestrated and it connects. It's they take bits of all of the different types of all the different Mario music. Um, and that was that was really cool. But I mean, would I watch it again? Sure. When it's I'm on, already like, trying to figure out if I should go to the theater again and watch it. I'm going to give them more of my money, but I'm only going to go on a Tuesday. Hack the bone. <laughs> it's funny because, you know, a month ago, neither of us wanted to spend a dime on it. We and well, see, I only went because, uh, you know, my other half wanted to see it and we had coupons. So I really paid. Well, we paid 30 bucks for two tickets and a shit ton of concession stuff. Right. Um, you went because your other half wanted to see it. I wanted to see it too. I'm not going to die it. This we're we're bordering on sausage party likeness here. Like yeah, but here's I, the thing: you you hated sausage. You rented the entire car ride home after we watched Sausage Party, and then I settled, and it was fine. You watched it in theaters like four times afterward. <laughs> I only saw it twice in theaters, plus another time. But like, yeah. who's counting? Um, I mean, I feel like I would watch this again, like if I could watch it at home where I can just kind of, you know, try and and try and forget who the voice actors are and just try and enjoy the movie for, you know, the, the movie itself. But I didn't dislike the movie itself, though. That's the thing. I, I just for me, it was every Mario game I ever played growing up. I got to relive a lot of that. The only thing that I found weird was the very opening credits in 3D did not look good at all. Oh, you watched it in 3D. Yeah, because it was the only one we could get for the time. Oh, okay. See, I didn't want to like, watch it in 3D. So we 3D watched was it. kind of worth it. That that bullet bill flying into the sky was great. Oh, yeah. The Mario costumes were great. I'm upset that Ribbit wasn't in it. But maybe the next movie. The jokes about the impotence and the mini mushrooms. Also great. Mm-hmm. But you know what the best part of that movie was? From the greatest video game ever made for the Nintendo 64, it caused you to purchase an expansion pack because this game was too powerful and too much to handle. The DK rap made it into the movie, and I honestly kind of giggled in the theater. I was like, oh my god! I, my other half was like, what? I was like, this is my favorite song! I was so excited. You know, it was it was a a, a nice welcome edition. I thought it was pretty awesome Absolute that they that they, that they put it in there. Incredible. And the funny thing is, is that there's a ton of people that have no idea what that's from. Oh, a thousand. Right? Yeah, people are probably running around like DK, Ducky, and I'm like, man, that was every day after school. That Back was like in my, my day. Morning. I was listening to that on the weekends with my N64. That's, oh, you. That's you right Professor now. Professor <laughs> Longfellow, you're back. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. I give it a four out of five. Did it need a little bit of work? Yes. Did it need another half hour? Absolutely. They didn't really explain how the jungle land just like all you had to do was take Rainbow Road and you'd get back to the Mushroom Kingdom. And then there wasn't really a fight. Like it was just Donkey Kong and Mario kicking ass. 
That's all yeah. that really happened. And Peach was OP, so David probably hated her because she's like Ray. Although they did, <laughs> oh they, they did one hundred percent acknowledge the fact that like, if you know how to play Peach correctly in Smash Brothers, she's insanely overpowered. And when she was fighting, she had those Smash Brothers moves. It was great. I think that they did Peach correctly in that. You know, like. I I think for someone who lives in the Mushroom Kingdom, right? Like she's been there for her entire life. You know, I I think it was fine. They didn't explain how she got down the sewer, though. Which, but, but the original really, Mario Brothers did. Did they really need to? Well, they just showed her like walking out of a tunnel. Yeah, she fell down a hole or something like that. I don't know. And also, Mario and Luigi just live there now. I guess that's a spoiler. yeah. That was kind of weird. They just kind of were like, okay, we're. We're toad plumbers now. Yeah, we're toad plumbers now. Overall, like, you know, between my three and a half and your four, it's not much of a difference. I think our our gripes were. That's a 75. That's all I'm saying. 75%. (laughs) 7.5 out of 10. Yeah, which I would say is better than the critics right now. Uh, You know, and a lot of the critic reviews are giving it a pretty uh pretty bad rating still but again like they're not like they're, a lot of the reviews that i was reading they're saying like all oh, the it's light on content you know the story doesn't really make much sense or it's it's not really uh you know it's a pretty basic story well yeah it has to be it's for for kids now my question for you though is the is the the uh monkey gorilla guy who brought them to cranky kong is that Funky Kong? I thought so. I thought it was Funky Kong. And the only thing that was missing was, was a surfboard. surfboard. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I'm sure we'll see Funky Kong in the uh, in the DK the movie. movie. Yeah. The, the Nintendo Cinematic Universe is now upon us. Yeah. Sign me up for that Zelda movie, which is just going to be awful. Excuse <laughs> me, princess. But you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. What's Link going to do? Just not talk for the entire movie? Yeah. He's just going to look stone faced. I'll get Chris Pratt to voice him. (laughs) It's me, (laughs) Link. He's so cool. Oh, he is so cool. But I think that is it for us for this one. Yeah. 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 I think it's a good time to call it. Sorry if we spoiled the movie. It came out last week. You know what the spoiler sound says. If you listen this far, this is your own fault. We love you. Thank you for listening. For myself. Wow, he's very nice. And David. That Hansel's so hot right now. We want to thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. Some milk!